Welcome, everyone. Welcome out there in podcast land. Tonight on Questions Like This, we are talking about classic sports movies. This is Questions Like This. Hell yeah, man. Um, we're taking you back. We're taking you listeners back to uh, to the good old days, to uh, NBA on NBC. We're taking you back. Well, some of the movies we're talking about, we're taking you back even further than that. You know. I apologize if I completely butchered that uh, that intro. If you can't watch, if you can't listen to that theme from now on, then I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh man, uh, yeah, NBA on NBC. It's uh, those were some of those are some of the best uh, evenings of your childhood, man. Oh yes. And uh, and speaking as LA boys, those were some of the golden days of being Lakers fans. Oh yes, <laughs> you gotta love it. The days of when Shaq and Kobe just dominated everybody. The days of the Kobe fro, man. Oh yeah, the Kobe fro. <laughs> the Kobe. <I'm>... Fro. <laughs> ah, I miss that fro. I know. Um, it's before. Um, it's before. Uh, well, let's 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 just be honest. It's before. It's before the Lakers started uh, sucking big fat ones. <laughs> <laughs> It was uh, it was it was the era of the three peat, you know. That's right. And uh, you know we 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 miss you we miss you Kobe, but uh, miss well you Kobe. I guess uh, <laughs> I guess we got uh, Lonzo Ball and uh, and his dad. <laughs> oh God. Oh, look. Lazo Ball is just a rookie. He's just starting out. But somebody tell his dad to just shut the hell up. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, you know, the Ball brothers are good players, but um, somebody needs to keep uh, Lavar and his uh, whatever going on, what whatever's going on with his grill, uh, out of the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> It's but, going to become too too much of a distraction if he keeps jammering on. It already is, man. In the lead up to uh, the draft, um, oh god, he went uh, he went on uh, any any TV show that would have him on, and he's just uh, he's got that shit eating grin, and he's uh, he's uh, he's calling out Michael Jordan, <laughs> which. Uh, yeah, sure. Guy who played uh, football for Cal State LA and was on the, uh, I think it was on the Eagles practice team or the Jets practice team or whatever for mm-hmm. for a hot minute. <laughs> a hot minute. Yeah, there yes. you go. Challenging one of the greatest uh, basketball players of all time, if not one, the greatest. One of the goats, man. Um, the goat. The original goat. The, the original goat. Um Maybe maybe not so good at baseball, but uh, basketball. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> you know, speaking of speaking of, it's actually kind of a nice segue right there because there was a time when he was doing 
doing his baseball thing that he starred in a movie, a uh, a, a classic that uh, many 90s kids will definitely appreciate, the one and only Space Jam. It's the movie where um, every, every so often um, there will be rumors of a sequel or a reboot and... Um, for the past few years, I guess they've been trying to get LeBron uh, to be the to be the baller, but we'll see what happens. And yeah, this week um, we're trying to figure out which movies would be in the sports movie Hall of Fame, and uh, we're not just uh, we're not just talking about basketball or baseball. We're talking about a a broad spectrum of sports movies that runs a gamut from. Uh, well, I guess uh, Chariots of Fire to uh, Shaolin Soccer. Uh, <laughs> we le- yes. we leave uh, no stone unturned in uh, some of uh, some of the best damn some of the best damn sports on celluloid. That's right. Now, when when you think sports movies, what do you normally think of? You think of you know either a team or an individual person. You know that plucky young uh, underdog that always goes against like the top fighter or the top team. And usually there's a montage in there. And at the end, you know, he always comes out triumphant in the end. Yeah. You know, you got, you got, you got the standard, uh, sports, uh, sports formula. Mm -hmm. You got, you got, remember the Titans, you got the blind side, you got any given Sunday, uh, there's a million. You got the Karate Kid. You got uh, uh, the Rocky franchise. You got uh, any uh, any '90s uh, team sports films that came out. Hell yeah! But what do we think of? What do you What do you automatically think of? What automatically gets into the uh, the sports movie Hall of Fame? Or actually, no. Rather, before we discuss that, what's your criteria? My criteria, yeah, well, it's got to be, it's got to be a movie that you can watch over and over again, and it it it, it doesn't get boring. Mm-hmm. Even if uh, even if you already know every single line in the movie, um, it's got to be, it's got to be something that you always walk away with saying like, "Damn, that's um that's some good shit right there." Absolutely. Well, uh, you know, it's uh, it's got to be inspiring. Uh, absolutely. It's uh, I mm-hmm. mean, cliche, but a good message. Um, mm-hmm. if, if there's a if there's a soliloquy by the coach, um, that's always a plus. I asked the classic uh, inspirational speech. Yeah, you know, um, everything from uh, Coach Carter to uh, Joanna man has has that moment. Oh. So. <laughs> You, you did not just mention Joanna Man on this program. God, you weren't kidding when you said leave no stone unturned. Hey, man. Um, I mean, we could also <laughs> could also put in some Shaq Fu uh, at some point. Um, oh, do we have to really? Well, it's um, it's sports adjacent. Well, okay, Kazam. Uh, that. <laughs> That Kazam. could also be in. Uh, well, you know that's sports adjacent. Uh, featuring Shaq and his quote unquote rapping. Uh, yeah. Um, the less said about uh, Shaq's uh, rapping, uh, 
Yeah, it's probably for the better. Uh, yeah, we don't need to expose any more people to uh, to that unless <laughs> unless you're feeling pretty uh, masochistic that day. Then uh, then go on uh, YouTube and just type in uh, type in Shaquille O'Neal rapping. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> What what about what about the uh, true story factor though? Ooh, ooh, of course. Well, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be based on a true story in order for the movie itself to become a classic and be in the Hall of Fame. It can be a it could be a fictionalized account that features possibly one or two moments taken from real life. Yeah. I mean, you know, a movie like uh, Cool Runnings, that's um, <laughs> it's wildly uh, diverges from the actual uh, How Jamaica Got a Bobsledding Team. But uh, it's, a, it's a great movie. And um, I love that film. If you haven't seen it, um, it, is one of, <laughs> it is definitely one of the most entertaining movies ever. I, I still watch it every so often. Uh, Me too. Yeah, that song they do is, uh, I don't remember the words. You know, Jamaica has a bobsled team. That's, uh, I, I, that's I, cool. I remember, I remember the words, but, uh, uh for the, <laughs> but I'm not going to say them here because I don't want to be, uh, accused of a uh, cultural uh, appropriation. Yeah. It's, um, you don't, uh, don't have to, uh, do a Jamaican accent. right yeah but yes um okay so there's the entertainment value there's a good message um not necessarily have to be based on a true story although um that does lend itself to some automatic drama but uh what what else do you think of when you think of some good ass sports movies memorable lines it has to have that it has to have that uh, that memorable lines, and I know that's a very uh, a broad. Uh, I know that's very broad. I know a lot of you know great and terrible sports movies have memorable lines, but the ones that truly stand out, like let's take for example the first Rocky movie. That that's got a me- that's got a few memorable lines mm-hmm. in there. You know, Stallone just saying, like, you know, yeah, I just want to go the distance. Yeah, it's uh, variations on... Adrian! 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 No, but the thing I love, I love this so much, considering what kind of career Stallone went on to have. Newsweek magazine, after Rocky came out and was such a big hit, they called him the next Marlon Brando. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, guess what didn't happen? That's <laughs> 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 uh, it's a perfect time for uh, for some record scratch right there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you did it better than me, but yeah, that that was more of a Tim Taylor noise, man. Yeah. Uh, uh? yeah. 
<laughs> man, that, okay, let's um, we're digressing, but can we address uh, Tim the Tool Man Taylor and um, uh, basically a uh, Detroit man making uh, ape noises for a good few years was a successful sitcom. <laughs> Eight years, people. Eight years Home Improvement was on the air. Yeah. Um, this is... Uh, oh, you know what else is funny is that now, uh, I guess, uh, he's... Uh, Tim Allen's a bit of a... I guess an extremely online uh, conservative guy now. But let's not forget he was arrested with more cocaine than people thought was humanly possible to have on his person. Uh huh. That's right. <laughs> and he had like the scummiest porn mustache when he was uh, getting his uh, <laughs> arrest photos. <laughs> I, I'm I'm looking at it right now. It's like, wow. Uh? Huh. Uh, yeah. Even he would do that reaction if he saw him back in the seventies. <laughs> um, I miss. Uh, oh my god. I miss his stand-up bits though. That was good. Actually, no. No, you shouldn't. I saw him do stand-up uh, recently. It was just so weird. Well, that's uh, that's uh, that's him now. Like, in the past, he was... Oh, oh you mean, like, yeah. when he was back at, like, you know, the comedy store? Yeah, and... some, old, some old clips from the comedy store. Right. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, all right. So... What about uh, what? What else do we think of when we think of some some good all time favorite sports movies? Hmm. Well, I mean, you mentioned earlier that it has to be uh, inspirational. Right off the bat, I can think of one immediately, and that's the classic baseball film, uh, The Natural. Hell yeah, man. Uh, my favorite, uh, the well, the uh, the better actor with initials RR. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. The one and only Robert Redford. Robert Redford. Um, that was also the natural. Hey, okay, let's let's just get into it. How how would you? How would you describe The Natural to someone who's never seen it? This is how I would describe it. Basically, the character that Robert Redford plays is pretty much superhuman. Starts off his career as a young, promising pitcher. He goes and goes to this local fair, strikes out the film's equivalent of Babe Ruth. This, uh, this woman takes a liking to him and a few scenes later actually shoots him in her hotel room in a way like kind of cutting him down in his prime, but no, he survives. And 16 years later, he's offered a job with the lowly last place New York Knights. Think of them as the Cleveland Browns of baseball back then and can hit the ball like like he's Ted Williams or something. That's pretty much how I would describe it. <coughs> yeah. Um it was a it was a novel, right? 
it was a novel, yes. Bernard Bernard Malamud. Yeah. Um, it was also uh, nominated for a few awards. Um, I don't remember clearly. Is probably uh, Glenn Close in the movie, and uh, she was really mm-hmm. good. She was very good. She got an Oscar nomination for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is the one with the with the scene that I guess in parodied with The Simpsons, right? Oh, which scene are you talking about? The scene where he knocks the the lights out. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, I love I love that scene. I love it. That the final shot. He hits it up into the rafters, hits the lights. All of a sudden, they just start going berserk and specks of light start falling down. And that sweeping score by Randy Newman is being played in the background. It just, you know, it, it gets you right here. Yeah, man. That's See, that's that's the thing with uh, something as, uh, as memorable as The Natural is that you know th- this this scene stays with you forever. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's definitely the moment where everything comes to a powerful climax, and uh, Roy Hobbs finally, you know, gives his all, and it's just the most. This is the most incredible thing. Uh, his bat breaks apart, and. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, his uh, his uh, bat Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy. Um, but you know, uh, the next pitch, damn. And you hear that once it hits the bat, you hear, you know, the sound reverberating, you know, as far back as you can possibly imagine, and that shot, that moment has always been used whenever an athlete like, you know, overcomes uh, an injury or he's going through a slump and all of a sudden he like hits the game winning home run. That shot is, is always used in conjunction with what just happened. Hell yeah. Like, like Kirk Gibson hitting the game winning home run in game one of the 88 world series. (laughs) Oh God. But yeah, uh, the the Randy Newman soundtrack here too. I mean, I guess that's another element is that at the key scene, you, you got to have some some powerful some powerful sounds going on underneath. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we should. Uh, I mean, there there's a million things written already about uh, sound and sound design in cinema, but definitely. There's a difference, and like I've been to a couple of like uh, film scoring classes. The music has as much to do with the emotional impact as what's on the screen. Yeah, and definitely when it when it swells, man, uh, Randy Newman. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, for for many years I didn't think it was actually him. That wrote the score to it. I thought it was it was another Bill Randy of Bill Conti. No, I thought I thought it was Bill Conti who did yeah, the yeah. music for the Rocky movies. Okay. But when I found out, I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." This was before he did uh, Toy Story. That's right. And uh, and after he did the Slavery song. What Slavery song? 
Sail away. Oh, right. <laughs> my my man's got my man's got range. He can uh, he can do uh, he can do film scores. He can do you got a friend in me, and uh, can do uh, he can do a song about uh, someone pitching uh, slavery to uh, Africans. It's uh, uh-huh. it's the Randy Newman catalog. Look it up. And. And quite a catalog it is. <laughs> oh man! Um, and uh, for people who know, uh, Natural is a is a Barry Levinson joint. He's a uh, he's got an interesting career too. He's he's done uh, Good Morning Vietnam, uh, Rain Man, Diner, he, Diner, um, Young Sherlock. Uh, wow, I, I forgot he did uh, the Sphere. That was, I thought it was someone else. And wh- one of my personal favorites, he did Wag the Dog. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, apparently, he's he's doing a Joe Paterno film in 2018. Yes, I've I've read that with uh, <laughs> with Pacino as Joe Paterno. <laughs> uh, okay, that's the perfect, <laughs> that's the perfect transition right there because. Most of you know Al Pacino is uh, in his later roles. He could be a little bit. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, nuts. Yeah. C- case in point, any given Sunday. Inch by inch. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, that's uh, no, that's, that's uh, yeah, the scent <laughs> of a woman. Whoa! <laughs> By the way, uh, said of a woman, uh, he's not actually blind. He's just being uh, Italian and weird. Okay, then. Next time I watch that movie, I'm looking that way. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, but, but, yeah. Any, <laughs> any given, that's going to make the difference between winning and losing. Yeah. Um, Al Pacino, uh, classic, classic no indoor voice uh, type. <laughs> no matter where he is. Yeah. This was um no he can be at home he can be at a bar he can be at someone else's house he can be on the field it's like his voice increases in decibels with every scene yeah um bringing back a uh, scent of a woman even when he's whispering in the in the airplane he's um still loud <laughs> yes <laughs> well Thankfully, it was on a soundstage and not an actual airplane. Yeah. But uh, any given Sunday, uh, it's an Oliver Stone movie. It's uh, it's a uh, fictionalized. Well, it it is a it is a fictitious, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a fictitious account, but it is based on a based on a book that this. Uh, this former team doctor wrote. Yeah. And uh, it's got one 
It's got one very stacked cast. Yeah, I'll say. <laughs> you got Jamie Foxx, LL Cool J, Dennis Quaid, Cameron Diaz, fucking Lawrence Taylor and Jim Brown. Yeah, James Woods. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Aaron Eckhart. <laughs> and Margaret. And, uh, and cameos uh, from... You know, Dick Butkus, uh, Pat Toomey, uh, and Johnny, uh, Johnny Unitas. Yeah, let's not forget Johnny Unitas, uh, Golden Arm <laughs> himself. That's right, the original gunslinger. So again, um, featuring uh, featuring a team that's now down in the dumps, but mm-hmm. uh. They go through all the uh, trials and tribulations of uh, of being a team struggling for a former glory, but now uh, you know he's uh, under the uh, coaching of uh, D'Amato and uh, Tony D'Amato. What a what a character, man! Yeah, I'll I'll say. <laughs> I'll say this is a guy who is ruthless when it comes to uh, his uh, coaching methods. Is that what you want to call it? Is screaming constantly on the sideline count as coaching methods? Um, definitely reminds me of some of my coaches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I think uh, I think Pacino as a coach and then probably uh, Coach Carter. Uh, those are the th- two things uh, people try to emulate for better or worse. That that or uh, they try to imitate uh, Kyle Chandler from Friday Night Lights. Oh yeah, yeah that that too. <laughs> uh. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, everyone, everyone remembers any given Sunday. uh, Definitely for the for the inspirational, inspirational Pacino speech in the locker room. Basically, it's what you would expect an Oliver Stone football movie to look like. Completely, completely over the top. Filled with such violent imagery, you'd have to you have to rewatch some scenes a few times to figure out what actually happened. Yeah. If if Platoon was a football movie, this would be it. Yeah, basically. Um, it's a it's a special, uh, you know. Kind of a berating your team to be <laughs> better. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because as we all know, if you yell at a team long enough, by osmosis, everything will work out. Yeah. Um, so Definitely some of the coaches in uh, Aliso Youth Soccer were, were all about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. A lot of the coaches in a in a little league were like that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, obviously, none of them said uh, 
none of them said to you know nine and ten year old kids we we made this shit real fucking simple <laughs> and they, they didn't quite reach pacino levels of that final speech but they came close a few times oh yeah are there are there any of those like um little league dad types in cinema that stand out i don't know i can't think of anything right now yeah but i feel like that's a pretty common trope uh, oh no oh wait a minute no 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 um hoosiers hoosiers <laughs> hoosiers hoosiers duh duh of course and and but instead of being like you know the uh overprotective you know little league you know my son has to play every position and do that no instead the uh that character is now an alcoholic where, where does hoosiers fall in this uh in the hall of fame well i mean it's your typical example of uh well i mean it's somewhat based on a true story your typical example of uh you know underdog team you know showing a lot of grit and heart and determination don't play very well at the beginning but they work out their differences to the point where they actually win the state championship at the end yeah well um apparently uh congress thinks it's culturally historically or aesthetically significant so mm-hmm. there you go it's uh it is in the movie hall of fame it is <laughs> And it's one of the best performances of Gene Hackman's career. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dennis Hopper as a drunk, though, that was also uh, it's quite good. That's right. Now, he got an Oscar nomination for it. Yeah, I th- yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> oh, wait, and of course, who could forget at the state championship, the granny shot. Oh, yes. <laughs> Oh man, that's you know every every single sports movie has a signature uh, incredible scene, and uh, this is Hoosier's uh, signature moment. Yes, <laughs> the the underhanded the underhanded uh, basketball shot, the free throw line, also known as the granny shot. The granny shot. Which actually, actually, uh, there was an NBA player, uh, uh, Brent Barry, who did that his whole career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now let's uh, now let's talk about the uh, the movie that everyone loves, the classic, the, the all time classic of the '90s, Space Jam. Let's yes. let's really get into it. You know, it's. Uh, it is a movie that keeps on giving. Absolutely. So if you don't know the the basic plot of Space Jam, uh, one, one, you either haven't seen the movie, which if you haven't, shame on you. Uh, and two, you probably didn't grow up in the 90s. Yeah. Um, it's a... Uh... For, for all intents and purposes, this this movie should not have worked. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. But to get to give you an idea of how batshit insane this premise is, let's just start from the top. Uh, uh, basically, these aliens 
crash land on the uh, Looney Tunes home planet. And for some odd reason, they challenge them to a basketball game. And of course, the little aliens are small and puny and don't really have any sort of skills whatsoever. So in order to get even, they go to, they travel through dimensions, go to a basketball game in Madison Square Garden and steal the talent, which I don't know how this is possible. They steal the talent of Patrick Ewing and Charles Barkley. Yeah. And uh, Larry Johnson and Sean Bradley as well. And, uh, and Muggsy Bogues. Muggsy. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah. So they get the talent. They go back to the Looney Tunes home. They all put their hands on the basketball. And they just they grow huge. They're enormous now. They're no longer puny aliens. They are now known as the Monstars. Hell yeah. So now, uh, considering uh, a, a team of uh, cartoon characters probably not in the best place to uh, win a basketball game, what, what, are, what are Bugs and Daffy to do? Hmm, what are they to do? They, uh, apparently their dimension is right underneath the... Uh, a golf course somewhere in North Carolina or no way knows. Yeah. North was it? No, Birmingham. It's in Alabama. Never mind. Birmingham, Alabama. And when Michael Jordan, who it in the movie, he's, he quit basketball for the first time and is now focusing on his baseball career during this round of golf. He hits a hole in one. And while he's, and it's his first hole in one, while he's like taking a picture, while uh, Newman from Seinfeld is trying to take a picture of him, all of a sudden this rope comes out of the hole and just yanks him in. So the Looney Tunes essentially kidnap him and basically force him to play for their team. Furthermore, uh, just, to, just to show how weird this movie is, uh, besides Newman, uh, Bill Murray's in it. And Larry Bird. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, but I'm still trying to figure out why Bill Murray's in it. Yeah. And he's playing himself. He is. And this is back when Bill Murray was actually saying yes to a lot of scripts. Yeah. Um, yeah, and this this is a movie that definitely it should not have worked, but um, it does, and it's extremely entertaining and very memorable, especially when the Toon Squad and the Monstars finally play each other. That's right. <laughs> Which has got to be the most entertaining game of basketball I've ever seen. Yeah, man, this is like, um, not exactly like NBA Street, but yeah. Uh, it's like NBA Street cranked up to to the 11th power. Yeah, basically. It's, uh, 
<coughs> I don't know. Um, is there a is there a sports game franchise with, uh, I guess, fantasy elements like this? Hmm. Well, I mean, we talked about. You just talked about like the the street series, NBA Street, NFL Street, FIFA Street. There's also the sports games that uh, Midway developed, you know, like NFL Blitz. Oh, yeah, NFL NH- Blitz. <laughs> and NHL, uh, NHL Hits, uh, MLB Slugfest. Yeah. And <laughs> what happened to Midway? Uh, I guess they went under. I guess they, they, went they under. had some bad, uh, bad deals or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's the people that brought us Mortal Kombat, and uh, they went under. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? <laughs> why? It was awesome. Yeah. Well, um, Space Jam, uh, it's also notable for introducing a new Looney, to char- Looney Tunes character in... Uh, I guess since the 60s. I don't know. When was the last time uh, Looney Tunes was had like a new thing? I don't know. Yeah. I have no clue at all. But you're right. It marked the debut of one Lola Bunny. Yeah. Um, Bugs' uh, love interest. Yes. Yes. Um... Was there was there really a need for this character? Not really, but um, it, if you go uh, if you go online and uh, and look for fan art, uh, people are very appreciative, <laughs> to yeah. say the least. Yeah, but yeah, Lola Bunny, um, <laughs> is responsible for some uh, for some fetishes, uh, I believe, um, some. Uh, some furries were were born that day in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. yeah, it's uh, well, it's another element, you know, of uh of of sports movies is to have uh, is to have a love interest who uh That's right. Oh yeah, that's right. We almost forgot about that. The uh the love interest that really serves no purpose to the plot at all. Just it's just there to provide a motivation to the main character. Yeah, mo- more often than not in uh well, maybe in <laughs> it's a problem with with film in general perhaps, but uh yeah, in sports movies, uh the women are either uh, props or uh yeah, they're kind of just there to round out uh the main character. Mm-hmm. But um yeah well what is supremely entertaining about this movie is is the moment when um Bugs Bunny uh gives him uh Michael's secret stuff Oh yeah that's right which uh it, it's just water obviously folks but it's heavily implied that there's something else yeah, in that um And after uh, and after the Toon Squad gets a uh, gets a swig of that, 
That is some of the best uh, moments in <laughs> in film. <laughs> <laughs> some of the best moments ever put to celluloid. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize it until later, but they uh, they they parody uh, they 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 riffed on Pulp Fiction. <laughs> they, they did, they did. There's actually a moment where uh, I think it's uh, Yosemite Sam and Elmer uh, Fudd. Elmer Fudd. They literally shoot the teeth off one of the monsters, and it cuts back to them. They're wearing like the Pulp Fiction suits and sunglasses, and the opening theme is played in the background hell yeah <laughs> speaking of, and speaking of music um space jam oh. soundtrack all-time all-time favorite greatest greatest sorry to saturday night fever in new jack city but the Space Jam soundtrack is the greatest soundtrack ever. Come on. It's got uh, Fly Like an Eagle, uh, I Believe I Can Fly. It's got uh, the famous title oh, song from yes. Quad City DJs. Everybody get up. <laughs> it's time to slam now. Time yeah. to slam. <laughs> we got oh, a real man. jam going down. Welcome to Damn. the Space Jam. Here's your chance. Do your dance at the Space Jam. All right. Yes. (laughs) That is absolutely played at every party. No, I remember I went to a a club one time in Jerusalem. (laughs) No, I'm dead serious. I went to a club in Jerusalem one time and we're dancing. we're, We're having a good time. All of a sudden I hear those words. Coming out of this week, I'm like, wait a minute. Are they actually playing that? And I said, yeah, they are. And like, I jump up so high in that club. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like someone putting on the Mortal Kombat theme. Yeah. Club. That's, uh, that's another evergreen uh, party song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. What's that, what's, um, what's that song that... That wasn't on the soundtrack, but it was played in the movie, right? The one that uh, you ready for this or whatever. Oh yeah, no, y'all ready for this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think was that on the soundtrack. Uh, I don't think it might have been, but I think that's just you know. It was definitely played in the movie. Yeah, for sure. Let's see. What was it? Was it on the soundtrack? Uh, no, it was not on the soundtrack. But it was in the movie. I I believe it is the most played song in 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 sports. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I agree. Yes. It's been like, what is it like? Every baseball team's like fucking walkout music or something. <laughs> no, every every basketball team. Yeah, that. Yeah, damn. Every basketball <laughs> team walkout music is that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's uh that's Space Jam. Uh Let's move on. Let's move on to some other sports. Um I think you mentioned at the the top of the program, you mentioned the uh, Shaolin Soccer. Shaolin Soccer. It is It's basically an anime. 
<laughs> live yes. action anime. Uh-huh. And I think uh, I forgot who the director was, but I think he admitted that he was inspired by some uh, Japanese sports uh, cartoons. Yeah, no, it was uh, Stephen Chow. It was. It was Stephen Chow. I thought it was. I thought it was, I thought it was just. Uh... Oh yeah, it was Stephen Chow. He not only was in the movie, but he wrote yeah. and directed it as well. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but you're right. It basically is a Japanese anime come to life and somehow inhabits the world of soccer. Yeah. This. Uh... This is also a movie that um, probably shouldn't be as good as it was, but <laughs> man, it was, I watched this in Singapore and it was just a, a just room full of uh, old Chinese people watching this and going ape shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think the first time I ever saw it, I was just randomly flipping through Netflix one day and I just happened to come across it <laughs> and I'm just like eh, okay I'll see what it's all about click and now I can't stop watching it like any chance I get you know I, I watch it yeah uh, so basically uh, Stephen Chow is the he's a Shaolin master and uh, he's trying to he's trying to promote his uh, his art you know but yeah. So far, uh, nothing's working, and uh, as chance would have it, he meets, uh, this is great, uh, Golden Foot Fung, uh, (laughs) who was a Hong Kong soccer giant, but uh, inevitably inevitably betrayed by his teammate, uh, Hung, Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, now... uh, Singh uh, is struck by the idea of promoting Shaolin Kung Fu through soccer. And uh, he enlists his uh, Shaolin brothers <laughs> into creating a soccer team. Yes. And it's great. They all have their own uh, unique set of skills. Like one guy uh, has uh, – he's great at heading – the other guy can literally, another guy can uh, literally, you know, is, is like human glue. Anything that uh, he touches pretty much sticks to him. Their goalie yeah. is has superhuman speed and basically dresses like Bruce Lee all the time. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and, uh... There's a and there's a big uh, there's a big fat boy who, uh, despite uh, being uh, obese, incredible incredible jumping. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And this is this is a movie that you need to see to uh, basically to believe. Yes. Please please watch this film, people. It's. Definitely is something to behold. And, uh, it's cliche and obvious as it is, but, uh, they're playing against, uh, Hung's team, which is, uh, Team Evil, very <laughs> on the nose. Uh, yes. But, uh, the, their, their striker, though, his, his, uh, <laughs> his fatality for, 
lack of a better term, you know, when he, he does like the backflip and uh, kicks the ball basically down to earth and uh, the cloud turns into some kind of like demon Yeah, as he prepares for it. Yeah, it's classic. <laughs> it is classic. <laughs> No, I I love I love the comment that uh, uh, Singh says when uh, he when he does that he someone asks like you know like you know how are they doing it and Singh says it must be special effects. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like uh, just like we said on uh, on our first episode, the uh, Jackie Chan one. Um, Hong Kong cinema has a lot of great, uh, a lot of great hits, man. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, a lot of them are like uh, either uh, st- like straightforward action and drama, or uh, they they do they blend uh, comedy pretty well too. They do. It's uh, maybe maybe it's a little uh, it's a little slapstick for some people, but. Definitely uh, Shaolin Soccer and uh, Kung Fu Hustle. Uh, oh, please, please watch two, Kung Fu Hustle. <laughs> two of Stephen Chow's best. Yes. Uh, he also he also had a a cooking uh, <laughs> film, uh, The God of Cookery. Which uh, if you haven't seen that, definitely, definitely see it. <laughs> The God of Cookery? Yep. Okay. The God of Cookery. Okay. He Well, he basically uh, plays like a douchey uh, celebrity chef, like a Chinese uh, Gordon Ramsay or something. <laughs> and uh, gets brought down to earth. But, uh, yeah, it's really entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to check it out. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So, uh, Shaolin Soccer definitely definitely deserves a spot in the uh, Sports Movie Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, Space Jam uh, represents the uh, basketball um, contingent. As, as does Hoosiers. As does Hoosiers. Uh, the Natural. Uh, natural Lee, uh, one of the best baseball movies uh-huh and uh yeah any given sunday football wait we're we're missing a sport though we're missing a sport though we definitely are and that sport is hockey hockey one of uh one of the four big sports in uh, in the u.s yes now let me ask you what film, what hockey film, what particular hockey film, out of all the ho- hockey films you've seen, rightfully deserves a spot in the sports movie Hall of Fame? You thinking what I'm thinking? Oh, I think I know exactly what you're thinking. All right. Let's hear you say it, man. All right. Should, should I say it, movie, or should I give the people a hint? <laughs> uh, you know you know what i'll just go like this let's go like this quack quack hell yeah man quack 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 quack
<laughs> Hell yeah, man. <laughs> yes, folks, we are talking about, obviously, the Mighty Ducks. It is also the only movie that became defictionalized and started an actual sports franchise. <laughs> Which I still can't believe. Out of all the movies that Disney has made, that particular one got them to say, hey, you know what? This movie's pretty popular. Let's name an actual hockey team after them. <laughs> Man. Uh. <laughs> oh, my God. I the love Mighty Ducks. The Mighty Ducks. <laughs> Although, um, do you have to come out and say it? Not a fan of the real-life ducks. Oh, same, same. As a matter of fact, uh, sorry, uh, duck fans out there, but uh, go Kings go. You guys still suck. Go Kings go. And uh, and you used to live uh, half an hour away from uh, the ducks' uh, home base. The pond. The pond. Well, now it's uh, the Honda Center. I still call it the pond. Yeah. Uh same. I, I used to call uh, the venue in Irvine, Irvine Meadows, mm-hmm. and uh, the pavilion in uh, San Bernardino, Glen Helen. Well, it all these fucking venues change names like every so often. I know. Um, except Dodger Stadium. Except Dodger Stadium. That's never going to change names. Hell yeah. And if it does... Fucking burn it down and put it back up. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Los Doyers, man. Los, Los Doyers. Uh, yeah, well, uh, yeah, I'm still a little depressed over what happened. Big fans of the show now. Uh, as LA boys, we're, uh, we're a little disappointed with the, uh, with the loss, but hey. Yeah. It's our first uh, series appearance in uh, 29 years, if you can believe it. 29 years. And, uh, boy, made it up to all the way up to game seven, so. <sighs> yeah. Uh, I, honestly, if I, if I keep talking about it, I'm going <laughs> to go a little bit nuts right now. I was... Oh, I was at my favorite bar out here in New York. Uh, it's the only Dodgers bar here, and everything was nice. The crowd was energetic, and then the game began. Yeah. And then just everything fell to shit. Oh. But let's go back to... Uh... The Mighty Ducks. The Mighty Ducks. And to think, to think actually, not a lot of people know this, but it starts off with the main character getting a DUI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah, it stars uh, Emilio Estevez as the one and only Gordon Bombay. Gordon Bombay. Uh of the firm Ducksworth, Saber, and Gross. That's right. And he's an ace uh, ace attorney. He keeps winning cases right and left. And he is relentless. He's ruthless. 
He's so ruthless that after his last court case win, he goes out and starts driving drunk. Hell yeah. And, uh, yeah, good, good for, good for him. He got arrested and, uh, sentenced to community service, uh, coach the local peewee hockey team, the district five team, the district five. And, uh, as these movies would have it, uh, Bombay, Bombay's got a, got a bit of a connection with hockey. Uh, yes, he does. When he was a kid, he was on the uh, the champion peewee hockey team known as the Hawks. And when he was nine years old, it got down to the championship game, and he had a chance to score the game-winning goal in a shootout, and he missed. And his coach berated him for it. There you go. But, you know, um, it's understandable uh why he missed the penalty shot so uh, he was he yeah was, he was going through some shit but yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah no in, in the movie you find out he was going through a lot of shit his father had just passed away and you know, how do you deal with that how do you deal with that yeah well, certainly not uh, yelling at a nine-year-old. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> that kind of goes the, without saying. The uh, the hyper competitive coach who uh, probably just got the job so he could yell at children. <laughs> probably, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Um... The Mighty Ducks, I mentioned this at the top of the hour, was the first movie that came out in the 90s that dealt with, you know, the underdog team, the lovable losers who have no idea, who look like they have no idea what they're doing out on the ice or on the court or on the field or on, or what have you. And somehow by the end of the movie, pulling everything together and winning the championship. Yeah, Um just uh just to illustrate the dire states the uh district 5 peewee team is in they have no uh practice space equipment or even uh, <laughs> the ability it's uh it's really uh really starting from zero basically pretty much pretty much but it is a it is a great movie, and like Bombay teaches them the importance of uh, of teamwork and sportsmanship and having a good positive mental attitude. Yeah, starring uh, besides uh, Emilio Estevez, um, Danny Tamborelli's in it. That he is, Danny Tam Danny Tamborelli. Yeah, otherwise known as Little Pete. In the Adventures of Pete and Pete, he was a uh, he was Arnold too, right? In Magic School Bus, he was that he was, uh, and he was also apparently in Grand Theft Auto Five as well. Oh, is he the son? I thought that was uh, no. He's the son. I thought that was uh, I thought that was like a Jonah Hill type. I think it was supposed to be a Jonah Hill type, but they got him instead. 
Oh man. I swear, like from the from the first time I saw it, I'm thinking to myself, wait, wait a minute, this is supposed to be Jonah Hill, right? Yeah. Down to, down to the <laughs> voice and everything. But no, um, I guess uh, Little Pete. Um, Little Pete is doing voiceover. That he is. But I mean, no, it's not just that. You know, he wasn't just in. He wasn't the only one that was in Mighty Ducks. No, there's a. There's a lot more. Oh yes. Uh, Joshua, Joshua Jackson was in it. Joshua Jackson, aka uh, Pacey from uh, Dawson's Creek. <laughs> um, Elvin Henson, who now portrays a uh, Foggy Nelson in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or not cinematic, Marvel Television Universe. Yeah. Um. God, who else? Oh. Joss Ackland, a.k.a. the bad guy from Lethal Weapon 2. The guy who constantly <laughs> screams over and over, diplomatic immunity. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of the bad guys from Con Air was in here, right? Was he? Was he a bad guy? No. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his fucking name? Swamp Thing in Conair. Oh. But yeah, uh, Mighty Ducks. Um, not only was uh, not only was this a successful movie, uh, had two successful sequels, and as we said, spawned a real life uh, hockey team. That's right. <laughs> Anaheim Ducks. Um, all right. So D. So D. One. Uh. It's not really called D1, but Mighty Ducks 1. Mm-hmm. Eventually, eventually they win, you know, and uh, promise to uh, come back. Uh, what happens in the sequel? What happens in the sequel is they are contacted to play for Team USA in the Junior Goodwill Games that takes place in Los Angeles. Yeah. Which they do. And instead of going up against, uh, like an, an obvious opponent would be like, you know, the Russian team. No, they go up against team Iceland. Yeah. Team Iceland. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know anything about Iceland, to be honest. Uh, not, neither do I, except I know the capital is Reykjavik, and that's about it. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So, well, I guess there was a movie about Team USA playing against Russians, right? Uh, yeah, it's called Miracle. There you go. Um, would have been would have been too much of a of a thing if uh, Mighty Ducks 2 also had Russian bad guys. Right, because this was like right after the end of the Cold War, so... Yeah. (laughs) It it, would have been too easy. They would have said like, you know, oh God, here we go again. Here we go again. But but what I find so absolutely hilarious... um, (laughs) 
uh, is in the opening rounds of uh, in the opening rounds of the Junior Goodwill Games, the U.S. Uh, the U.S. team defeats uh, Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, and uh... <laughs> and uh, in real life, switching sports for a minute, in real life. The U.S. men's national soccer team was officially eliminated for, from the World Cup in 2018 next year by Trinidad and Tobago. And Hell yeah. immediately, immediately, <laughs> some of my friends posted clips on Facebook that said, like, you know, Trinidad and Tobago finally gets revenge on U.S. for beating them at Junior Goodwill Games. <laughs> yeah. That's also um well, you know, uh lots of people have gone on a thing about uh US soccer, but um yeah, losing to Trinidad and Tobago when uh, the US pretty much had uh the World Cup berth on lock. Yeah, that's just that's that's it's an embarrassment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All they had to do was was end the game at zero zero. Exactly. They didn't even have to score anything. Just just prevent the other team from scoring. But right. Trinidad and Tobago, uh, heroes of the Caribbean. Yes. <laughs> uh, Thank you. Now we don't have. Now we don't have to hear any more of these fair weather uh, soccer fans actually pretending like they care about the uh US men's soccer team. Yeah, it was uh it was a great blow against uh people who cared about uh footy once every four years. That's right. But yeah, that was uh I didn't even realize that. That was that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> team USA Junior Goodwill Games. Yeah. That's Mighty Ducks too. And uh you know, it's uh the games against Iceland are, are pretty tense. They are. They are pretty tense. It's uh it's got the classic um you know, a, a hush uh falls over the crowd as uh the goalie uh faces the the star what is it? The, the, the He's intense, like the, uh, yeah, the intense shooter. <laughs> the intense shooter, the intense uh, center for the uh, the Iceland team. Yeah. And she's young and ir- inexperienced, and like he shoots the pockets, a very, very heavy slap shot. All of a sudden, you don't see the puck. You don't see it anywhere. And a hush comes over the crowd. Close up on him. Close up on her. Close up of the crowd. Close up on Bombay. Then all of a sudden they cut back to her and she just like casually flips the puck out of her glove. Yeah. <laughs> it's like cue the inspirational music and the U.S. win again. Yeah. And uh, classic uh, good work, Captain Duck. That's right. <laughs> From uh, the character's name is uh, Wolf. The no. dentist Stanson. No, 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 no. He, he's the coach. He's the coach yeah, of the yeah. Iceland team. The guy you're thinking yeah. of, uh, his name is uh, Gunnar Stahl. Oh, yeah, Gunnar. Yeah, yeah. Which actually sounds like he, 
he should be a hockey player. Yeah, probably is. Um, there's, there's a million <laughs> oh. Nordic types in hockey teams. Oh, absolutely. And there's a lot of uh, players nowadays with the last name Stahl. But yeah, that's uh, it's Mighty Ducks 2, and uh, brings us to, to the end of the Mighty Ducks trilogy with uh, D3, the Mighty Ducks. D3, D3 which they, takes place in prep school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, quite, quite the... Quite the change quite the uh stark contrast in setting you go from you know go from the streets of uh minneapolis minnesota you go to the junior goodwill games in los angeles and then you go to prep school or yeah. high school or, or what 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 have you yeah it's and, uh completely uh Completely different stakes. I thought they were gonna go go up, but no. I guess uh, I don't know if it's. I guess this is going down. <laughs> <laughs> I I guess I well. I mean, there are more uh, more themes, more uh, more adult themes that are entered into uh, into this uh, movie than the other ones. Because, you know, the kids are older. Now they're becoming more uh, mature for the most part. Yeah. Like, they they really have to, you know, they really have to struggle with the idea that, you know, life can't always just be about hockey yeah. as much as they want it to be. I really think this, uh... A lot of the issues back when I first watched it as a kid, like definitely went over my uh, definitely went over my head. But when I watched it you know, as I got older, I was starting to understand all the major themes and tones and being able to identify with all that. Yeah. And I feel like hmm, I don't know. I feel like it could have worked. As a standalone film, it probably it like, probably was, um, and then it just got kind of written into the Mighty Ducks franchise. Yeah, but they're still great films, all three of them. Yeah, uh, hits all the right uh, inspirational uh, ticks. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I guess. Uh, for me personally, I guess Mighty Ducks three is still the weakest of the lot, but you know, uh, it it does show uh, different stakes and uh, different issues, um, and uh, I guess uh, super relevant now. But um, someone who's uh, petitioning to change the the team name because uh, it's a offensive. Uh, Native American stereotype, uh, man. Right. Who, who would have thought uh, someone would think <laughs> like that in '96? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it was definitely. I felt like there were moments where it was definitely ahead of his time, ahead of its time in terms of how people look at certain teams and what, how they're characterized. Yeah. And I guess yeah. uh I guess that's it for the Mighty Ducks and 
I guess uh I guess we should also say that there was a cartoon. <laughs> there was, yes. Um in a world uh populated entirely by humanoid ducks, um <laughs> the mighty ducks. Um That's hockey right. hockey is a way of life. Uh Every facet of living is hockey. Absolutely. So it's, it's, it's a typical like dumb children's cartoon, I suppose. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean it. It has your standard uh, tropes for uh, Disney shows of the time. You had, you know, you had the leader, you had the goofball, you had the brainiac, you had the uh, the manager, the guy off to the sidelines and everything, and yeah, you had the then of chick. course. The chick. <laughs> and of course, but wait a minute, wait a minute. There is one thing that made the Mighty Ducks TV show uh, redeeming. And that is Tim Curry as the villain. Hell yes. Tim Curry. Um, as Lord Dragonus. Fuck. Uh, the Saurians, that was their name. The Saurians. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, uh, cartoon Lex Luthor is in it. Cartoon Lex Luthor, really? Yeah, Clancy Brown voices uh, one of the villains. Hey, nice. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah. Clancy Brown is also the voice of Mr. Krabs. So, <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> to, uh, for all you, for all you younger kids out there listening in on the show, uh, uh, Mr. Krabs once uh, tried to destroy a professional hockey team. Yeah. <laughs> or or something like that. And uh Mr. Krabs uh tried to kill Superman many times. He did. And Mr. Krabs also also beheaded uh, Sean Connery. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> God damn. How could how can you forget? How can he you forget? He is the Kurgan. Absolutely. He is the Kurgan. <laughs> He's the Kurgan. There can be only one. There can be only one. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Christopher Lamberth. Uh, Christopher Le who is a uh, American Frenchman trying to be Scottish. Yeah. And Sean Connery, who is Scottish, being an Egyptian, Japanese, Spanish. Spaniard. Yeah. Well, yeah, with a the very uh, very thick Scottish accent, he says, "Hello, I am Juan Sanchez Villalobos Ramirez." Yeah. <laughs> Respect. Um, Respect. Sean Carter just never tries to hide being a Scotsman. No matter what, no yeah. matter what, that thick Scottish accent always comes out. Yeah. <laughs> Even when he's clearly supposed to be somebody else. Like, he's supposed to be Irish in The yeah, Untouchables. Yeah. He's supposed to be Russian in The Hunt for Red October. Yes. Yes. I am the most uh, Scottish Russian you'll ever, you'll ever see. And I'm the captain of a submarine. Alongside yeah. my uh, <laughs> my two right-hand men, um, you have Sham Neal, who's from New Zealand, and Tim Curry. Yeah. <laughs> it's the most European Russian crew ever. Yeah, um, we should uh, we should talk about Sean Connery soon. 
We should. We named the dog Indiana. Named the dog. A dry martini, shaken, not stirred. And um, he's in my oh, oh. Uh, he's in my favorite, one of my favorite movies, uh, Dragonheart. Dragonheart. Yeah. Huh. Don't think I know that one. It's uh, got Dennis Quaid, uh, David Thewlis. Uh, favorite name to say, Pete Postlethwaite. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, so oh, the voice is Sean Connery. Yeah. Okay. He's he's the dragon. Oh, he's the dragon. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Draco the dragon. Uh, Draco the dragon. All right, Scott's, fair enough. Scott's dragon. Yeah. And Sean Connery happens to be in one of my favorite movies as well, uh, Finding Forrester. Finding Forrester, you're yeah, the man sh- now, dog. <laughs> oh God! Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> Every time I try to make that. I try to give my argument over why that's such a good movie. People bring that up. The whole, you're the man now, dog. Hey, I like the movie. I like the movie too, but I feel like it's marred because of that one line. <laughs> I mean, how could it not be? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So I guess, but yes, uh, I guess that's it, huh? The, the, that's in the uh, sports movie canon. Uh, yeah. Let's see, we got the Natural, we got Shaolin Soccer, we got Any Given Sunday, we got Space Jam, and we got the yeah. Mighty Ducks. That's right. But yeah, um, wonderful world of sports doesn't stop there. Uh, there's a million other movies we could have talked about. Could have could have talked about uh, Newt Rockney All American. I could do have talked about. Oh, you do want to talk about that? Uh, well, I do want to talk about uh, 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 Cool Runnings in greater detail. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a great film. Yeah. It is a great film, with the uh, the one and only. Uh, Leon Robinson playing uh, Doris Bannock. Hell yeah, Doris. It's it's so inaccurate, but I love watching it. <laughs> and uh, what else? What else? What else could we have uh, put up could for the talked... for the sports HOF? Oh, Rudy. 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 <laughs> I can't Rudy. We didn't talk about that. I know. I'm actually kind of shocked. Well, I mean, there's lots of damn, lots of damn movies. I feel like the movies we talked about were the ones that we personally watched growing up. That's true. Uh, what, what about some? Uh, what else? Are there are there really many tennis movies we could have talked about? Oh wait, wait! Wow, I'm such an idiot. Well, the we one coming did... out as well. Oh, but, battle. But, but yeah, we, go. I we failed to mention Caddyshack. Yeah, um, it's one of uh, <laughs> it's one of the all time classic golf movies. 
it should be the only all-time classic golf movie. Uh, pretty much. Um, even uh, even talking about um, dramatic golf movies, are there even any that really stand out? Um, there was the we talked about that one uh, in the Shia LaBeouf episode. Yeah, greatest game ever played. Yeah, but oh, and you got the uh, Legend of Bagger Vance. Legend of Bagger Vance. Um... Oh boy. Yeah, I think we're, yeah, I don't think anything else needs to be said about Bagger Vance. Uh, no, no, <laughs> just no. It's uh, it's Will Smith, um, as a magical Negro. Mm-hmm. Teaching Matt Damon how to play golf. <laughs> what a concept, man. And you know who directed that? Who? Redford. Robert Redford. Oh, man. Maybe. Well, still still my favorite person with the initials RR. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh Hey, say what you want. Um, Robert Redford was not in bedtime for Bonzo. No, he was not. That <laughs> that goes to the uh, the other actor who has the initials RR, who wasn't Newt Rockney All American. Yeah. Uh, what whatever whatever became of him? I don't know. Uh, yeah. What what, what happened what if, to the Gipper? Well, I guess whatever uh, happened. Guess we'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> You wonder, you wonder what might have happened to him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how life would have been so much different. How had he never become president? Um, or if he did not become governor. Uh, exactly. I think you know. I I think all of the stupid things in politics can just be traced to that one moment where we elected an actor as president. Yes, that's um, maybe not the moment, but that's one of the key moments. That's one of the key moments. <laughs> yes, because uh, since uh, the moment, yeah, the moment where people said like you know, yeah, you really don't need a lot of a. Uh, experience to be a president you could be a fucking actor and we'll still elect you yeah it's uh it's great and because of that we got uh we got the governor oh god we got we got bush uh. Uh, <laughs> and we got trump uh. <laughs> oh man uh oh my god just Uh, you know what? No, no, I, I, I can't. I can't say anything. I, I, I can't say anything yeah. right now. If, if, I, if I start talking about the the guy who's currently in Washington right now, I'm, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think that's pretty much it for, uh, for sports films. Uh, what do you want to close out with? Ooh, that is a very good... Very good question. There are so many themes we could choose from. We already mentioned the NBA on NBC. There's the theme from The Natural. 
There's uh, the theme from Rocky. Hell yeah. Space Jam um, song. Space Jam song. And, uh... Yeah, what about, <laughs> what about we do the natural music? That's always a great one. Yes. Absolutely. Uh... That was, uh... That was, uh... Our friend, uh, Billy Joel's, uh, walkout music. That's right! <laughs> <laughs> That's right, and I thought that was so cool. Hell yeah, like, man. You, fir- you first hear it, and it's like, wait a minute, is that the music to... And all of a sudden, you just hear... I'm like, yes! The natural! Hell yeah, man. <laughs> but yeah, there you go. I think we're going to be closing out with the, uh, the theme from the natural. Um... Also, baseball, we forgot to mention the Sandlot. Oh, that's... Duh. Sandlot. But uh, I, I could do a whole whole episode on the Sandlot. Me too. And, uh, yeah. Um, I think we covered, we covered the major sports. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure... I'm sure there's a million other movies we could get through. And, uh, yeah. Uh... This has been another episode of Questions Like This. That's right. uh, My name is Aristo. um, And I'm Alex. And uh, we'll see see you next time. Take care, everyone.